Hey guys, Robbie Burke here. Welcome back to another episode of All Things Strength and Wellness, a podcast. What I'm going to talk about today, and hopefully not be too long, is energy system development. There was just another thread there on strengthcoach.com, and it was people talking about energy system development again, and hey, lactic aerobic and the aerobic system, and da 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 da. And they just get into big arguments about it. So look, listen, energy system development. Let's just break this down. Currently, we know of three energy systems. The alactic system, okay? The anaerobic alactic system, also known as the ATP system, uh, or the ATP-CP, or PC system, which is a denison triphosphate phosphocreatine system. Uh, I've also, I used to call it the adenosine triphosphate creatine phosphate system, CP, but it's actually PC phosphocreatine system. Anyway, that is called the alactic system, or most people, well, not, maybe not most people, but you know, I usually term it as the alactic system. Alactic, and you see A in front of the word alactic, meaning that no lactate is produced with that system, like, you know, AT, ATist. Someone's ringing me. Hold on. I'll pause this. Mr. Joey of Shock and Safe Urban Fitness just rang there. Anyway, no, uh, we're talking about three energy systems, alactic system. Uh, yeah, when you, say a, when you see A in front of something, it means that you don't, uh, for, for instance, alactic meaning there is no lactic produced, like atheist, atheist, not to believe in God, you know, A is in front of it. But uh, generally, you know, if you read a textbook, it says that energy system lasts up to 10 seconds. It's very variable among most people. I suppose most mere mortals' ATP system might not even last them three or four seconds of a, like a maximal effort, whereas kind of more trained athletes may be able to produce, you know, energy mainly through that ATP system, maybe up to like eight, nine, ten seconds. And again, the key thing, if Dave Tanny was this, he'd be like, listen, all three energy systems are always working no matter what. It's just that one is the predominant energy system fuel in the body. Whereas the alactic system, generally any really explosive activity under seven seconds. Then we have our anaerobic lactic system. When we when we keep up or we, we keep trying to go as hard and as hard as, as we can go um with regards to the intensity that we're uh, executing a certain activity at but the but the time period starts to prolong particularly above seven seconds and anything up to a minute 90 seconds two minutes depending on how well a person's lactate energy system is conditioned they will produce their the energy mainly through their uh, anaerobic lactate system where you're really burning through your glycogen stores and whatnot um, and it's an extremely inefficient system metabolically. You know what I mean? That you know that's where you get that white lung feeling, the heavier legs and whatnot. Uh, the alactic system is very inefficient with regards to the amount of ATP you can produce uh, and store, but it's not as metabolically inefficient. It's it's very inefficient on the nervous system in that alactic activities are very taxing on the nervous system. Whereas the kind of lactate training. While it is taxing too on the nervous system, it's very taxing on the metabolic systems of the body, like your whole endocrine system and just, you know, a general muscular disruption after activity. Then finally, we have the aerobic system, and then the aerobic system, of course, is indefinite. Uh, it's the main system we use in day-to-day -day activities in life, or it should be. If not, there's something wrong. And uh, it's the main system then that helps us recover um helps us recover from in between bouts uh, of high intense exercise not only from a train session to train session but within a, a session itself it helps us to recover from one uh, high intense activity to the next high uh, high intense activity so for instance in a match if i was making a little sprint to receive a ball and then hand pass it off i'd recover into the aerobic system then make another little dart another little dart here and there so it helps to recover in between bouts of heavy alactic and lactic work as well um, so they're the three energy systems essentially. So we have alactic, 
we have lactic and then we have aerobic again a lactic is uh, fuels any activity that's sort of maximum maximum intensity and generally the duration of that is usually seven seconds or less maybe up to 10 seconds depending on on the individual we're talking about but generally about seven seconds and less um then we have the lactate system you know you're looking at about over seven seconds over 10 seconds all the way up to about a minute to 90 seconds maybe two minutes again depending on the individual and again this is if, if you're doing the activity at, at as maximum uh intensity or put or you're putting as much um effort as you possibly can into executing whatever activity it is let's just say it was sprinting for instance um and then aerobic then is eventually the system that is an or sorry aerobic is the system that is indefinite um, if you were to just start off sprinting as hard as you could the first few seconds would really be fueled by the ATP system then if you kept sprinting so let's say it was a 800 meter sprint you know the taking off for the first like five seconds you'd really be using ATP of course you're using all three energy systems but I'm just giving an example then you'd really be tapping into the lactate or what's also called as the glycolytic system for the next about 30 40 50 sorry 30 60 90 seconds or so um, and then as the race went on the longer the race went on the more uh, the more the aerobic system would, would contribute to, to 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 the energy source uh, needed to complete the race along with the lactic system and of course the ATP system is going to be contributing like very very small amounts throughout the rest of the race um, but the primary energy systems in that 800 meter sprint will be your aerobic system and then after that will probably be your lactate system so that's just giving you a kind of an overview again they all try and simplify things down on a book or whatever you know you'll see this chart and say the three energy systems and like the, the duration of the energy systems and the activities of the energy systems that's kind of more just for convenience sake but anyway this is where the confusion happens okay so <clears throat> Field and core sports, which is what most I think coaches of this train, uh, you know, hurling, getting football, soccer, tennis, all these things, they are predominantly a lactic aerobic sports. They are sports where there is, you know, a very short duration activity that's done at maximum intensity or as maximum intensity as possible. So like kicking a football, making a sprint to receive a ball, kicking a football, hand passing, shifting a tackle, striking a slitter and hurling, all that type of stuff. They're, you know, these short, sharp, you know explosive uh, bouts of activity followed by a period then of low intensity duration activity where we generally recover the ATP system okay now the key thing is that the stronger more developed the aerobic system the better we can recover the ATP for a lactic system so if I have a better if I have better development of my aerobic system I can recover my ATP quicker in in between bouts of high intense activity so for instance we'll take Gaelic football again if I have a strong aerobic system, I can my, my repeated efforts, my repeated sprint to the ball, my repeated whatever, my just say my repeated sprint to the ball, for instance, just for this instance, my output of power in each sprint stays at a sustained level for longer. If I have a, a more developed aerobic system, because I can recover my ATP quicker, therefore my drop off with regards to my power output every time I sprint will be less because I recover my ATP quicker. If I can recover my ATP quicker. I can keep up my explosive contract con contractile forces when I go to make a sprint towards the ball or whatever else it is, but I'm just saying sprint towards the ball in this instance. Uh, <clears throat> so that's why the aerobic system is very, very important in all sports. It's very important for anything because it helps recover not only the lactic system but the lactic system, but I'm mainly talking about lactic aerobic sports here, hurling gay football. Now, most people seem to understand that the aerobic system now is a big component and that it is important. 
but they still seem to do a lot of uh, conditioning, if you will, that has a large that gets a large component of its energy demands from the lactate or glycolytic system. Now, the problem with that is is that the alactic system and the lactic system are non-compatible. Okay, they rob from each other. Particularly, the glycolytic system or the lactic system robs from the it's from the alactic system. So, for instance, by doing too much alact or sorry, by doing too much lactate glycolytic work, you will actually start to make yourself slower because you're starting to rob from your alactic system. Now, while this is the argument, this is the argument people used to make: doing lots of lactate work, interval-based work, 30-30, whatever it was, that type of stuff, improved the aerobic system. That is true because <clears throat> the simple fact of the matter is, if I do, let's say I do like a spider test, a 150 meter shuttle run test, 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off. Most coaches look at that and say that has a huge, huge demand on the glycolytic or lactate system. When I say glycolytic, I mean lactate. When I say lactate, I mean glycolytic. It's interchangeable. It's like saying ATP system or a lactic system. And that's very true. There is a high demand on the uh, the lactic system in a 150 shuttle test, like a spider test, 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off, where it's done for six rounds. So you go, so essentially you have these cones, like for people that don't know, you have these cones lined up at five meter sec sections. Uh, so you go out five, back in, out 10, back in, out 15, back in, out, uh, 50, oh, sorry, out 20, back in, out 25, and back. And essentially what you're trying to do is cover as much ground as you can in 30 seconds. You get 30 seconds rest and you have to do that six times. It's a bear of a test now. And you really get that white lung and heavy legs. But the simple fact of the matter is every su subsequent effort is getting more contribution from the aerobic system. The longer an activity goes on, the more the aerobic system contributes energy, the energy the, to, to the energy demands of the activity. That's why I said in the 800 meter sprint, for instance, the longer you go into that 800 meter race, the more and more the aerobic system starts to contribute energy to to your to your effort in that race. So that's why doing even lactate training like that, or what people would term lactate training, you're actually getting huge aerobic development. And yes, so that is true. Doing stuff like that is going to get a huge aerobic development, and you will develop the aerobic system. But there are two things to consider here. One, lactate training, as I said earlier on, is very inefficient. It's really metabolically inefficient, and it f takes a shit ton of recovery out of your system, okay? So by overdoing it, or doing it just too much too often, it really impedes recovery, okay? And I'll get back to that in a second. The second thing is that by doing too much of it, as I said earlier on, it's gonna it's going to actually have a negative impact on the alactic system. Your ability to output as much force as you possibly can, utilizing mainly the ATP uh, PC system, the alactic system, okay? And that is the main system that fuels like that real burst of acceleration or fuels top end absolute speed. And by doing too much lactic work, you can actually kill your output through the alactic system. Now, what we want to get on here, and I've talked about this before in some other places, is training efficiency. This is the key point with athletic development, is training efficiency. Something went wrong there. Oh, Jesus, my computer went black, but we're back online. Okay, training efficiency. So when we're developing anything of an alactic nature, be it maximum strength, explosive strength, elastic reactive strength, uh, linear speed, be that acceleration or absolute speed or multi-directional speed, they are all activities that are fueled mainly by the alactic system, depending again on the, 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 the time and duration of the activity being executed. But let's say every activity there would say is at least under 10 seconds, if not under maybe 7 seconds of maximum intensity. Okay, But they are mainly alactic activities, maximum strength, explosive strength, elastic reactive strength, qualities and then linear speed and multi-directional speed they are alactic mainly alactic qualities 
<clears throat> so when we're training athletes who play in a lactic aerobic sport, we want their training to be as efficient as possible. We want minimum effective dose. Okay, now always use this analogy of the two cars. We have car one and car two. We have point A and point B. Car one takes the motor away from point A to point B, okay? It takes 20 minutes for car one to get from point A to point B. Now, car two takes the back road from point A to point B, and the back roads take 40 minutes, okay? Both cars end up at point B, okay? But, point, but car one has far more fuel left in its tank than car two, okay? Because car two took the harder way. Car one took the smarter way. And that's essentially what I mean by efficiency when it comes to training, okay? We always want to take the smarter approach to training, okay? Just because something may be harder or it, it, you know, it might physically fatigue or at least more does not mean that it's better or that it actually, or that it actually is increasing their performance, okay? We want training to be efficient, okay? Particularly when it comes to lactic aerobic sports. The key is to get as many high quality sessions in as possible Okay, and to do that, you need to be able to recover from your previous session. So that's why it's all about quality and not quantity. Okay, this is what Charlie Francis was all about. The athletes who are going to have the best athletic development, not necessarily the best hurlers or footballers, because the skill coach comes in there now, but the best, the people who will have the best overall physical preparation with regards to their uh, biomotor qualities. You know, and then if you want to put another term out there, athletic development, if you will, will be the athletes who get the most amount of high quality training sessions in and to do that you need to make sure that your training is quality and it's efficient and that they're recovering from their training now conversely the only time i truly believe that lactate training unless you're an athlete that that needs a lot of lactate training a lot of lactate like a 400 meter sprinter or an 800 meter sprinter or you know even people who, who sprint even more uh, higher distances that you know 1500 meters and stuff like that um Oh no, I just want to turn this off. Mark Cooper, thank me for this morning. No problem, Cooper. I got a I got a phone call at, or not phone call, a WhatsApp at six thirty this morning. I was just up about for a quarter past six. They need to get into the gym and the club. And I obliged. And he's saying thanks. So man Cooper. Uh what was I talking about there? Okay. So apart from if your sport demands that you need a lot of lactate training, the only other time that lactate training is really really needed is fat loss and then sometimes with higher hypertrophy stuff maybe for a bodybuilder that's when you're starting to really utilize kind of lactate type energy production you know but uh something again no um but the only other main time is fat loss really because with fat loss training what you want is inefficient training okay that's why people always talk about the epoch effect excess post oxygen consumption or excess post exercise oxygen consumption whatever way you want to term it okay and they say that you know that things like your heart rate your your body temperature your oxygen demand your you know your metabolism all these things are elevated for anywhere from 24 to 48 to 72 hours depending on who you read um so depending on, on who you read there my pages have died off i'm just shutting down my wet my uh email okay and that's great if your goal is fat loss that's great if your goal is fat loss you want that because it's going to demand that your body spend more energy more calories if you will to bring you back to homeostasis and if fat loss is your goal that's all great i will also precaution that you should have built up 
your uh, work capacity levels to be able to recover sufficiently enough from those body composition type training sessions. You know, I'm talking about things like like really intense, you know, German body comp stuff like Poliquin stuff or EDT, real intense EDT like like Charles Daly. That kind of that body kind of body composition type training stuff. It's extremely inefficient. Requires a lot of recovery from your body. And again, if your goal is fat loss, that's great. But when it comes to developing alactic qualities like maximum strength, explosive strength. Elastic reactive capabilities, uh, linear speed, be it acceleration, absolute speed, and multi-directional speed. We want to make sure that we use efficient training methods. Okay, this is the other thing too. So again, if the athlete's sport is alactic, aerobic, if they are the two main energy systems that fuel their sport, why in God's name are we spending so much time uh, doing lactate-based activities or or activities that require a huge amount uh, of energy from the lactate system? Okay, that's not what we want. When an athlete, let's say a hurler getting footballer out in Crow Park, we want that hurler and getting footballer to stay as aerobic for as long as possible. Okay, we want them to burst, use the ATP system, and recover back to aerobic. Burst ATP back to aerobic. Burst recover. Burst recover. Yes, there will be times they'll tap into the lactate system, but we want to make those exposures as limited as possible or as rare as possible, because the 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 less fit your aerobic system is the less developed your aerobic system is the lower your anaerobic threshold is the sooner you will hit your anaerobic threshold the sooner you will fatigue the sooner you fatigue sooner you start making mistakes your man gets on top of you you get taken off okay that's what we don't want we want you to stay away from that anaerobic threshold in an alactic aerobic sport that's why when you can get athletes for instance what i would do with my guys i want to get my guys up to maybe four sets of 12 30 meter second or 30 meter sprints uh, with about a 15 20 second recovery and not have them hit their anaerobic threshold if you can start getting athletes to do that they're very fit um, well I won't actually do it in 15 seconds but generally if I can get them to do 30 meter sprints with a 20 second rest and they're not hitting anaerobic threshold meaning that they're staying below their anaerobic threshold they're staying mainly in that aerobic system that is a very fit person for an alactic aerobic sport now that's alactic capacity type work uh, now and some people will, will some people like agree with you now that the aerobic system is is uh, is important. They're agreeing that they're like, oh yeah, the aerobic system is important. It's important. It's important. But we're getting all this aerobic work with our you know with our warm up and our plyos and our med ball and and you are you're with, like with most athletes, uh, for, you know, even if they are doing a lot of lactate based work, they're going to have developed the aerobic system. I already touched on this, okay. But the key thing is you're not optimally developing the alactic system. You're not optimally developing their alactic system. Okay, that is the other key point that people are missing. Oh, they've low rest and heart rates. So we've got great aerobic development. That's great. That's great. But you're not often developing their alactic system. Okay, so that's kind of where I think some people are not fully appreciating that. Okay, so that was basically all I wanted to talk about there in today's podcast. Um, just the three energy systems. So again, we have our alactic system, our lactic system, our aerobic system, and uh, definitely without question, Joel's Jensen book is. The best resource on energy system development, ultimate MMA conditioning. Replace the word MMA with sports, and that's really what the book should be called. So that was just my little spiel on energy systems. Hope it made some sense. And uh, any feedback, let me know. All right, guys. Talk to you soon. Take care. Stay strong.